We are taking a summer hiatus to reimagine the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator podcast. We will be back with new hosts, new guests, and new stories soon. In the meantime, we will be re-releasing some of our most popular episodes over the past two and a half years. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. When you hear the horns and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. Today, we are excited to have in the studio Jen Ray from The Monarch. That's what's up. My girl, Jen Ray, is in the house. How's it going? Good morning. It's good. It's, it's good. really, really good. It's the best day of your life. Silence. Okay. Silence. Well, um. Yeah, that was. <laughs> what they oh, say. Welcome. They say, don't ask questions you don't know the answer to. That was one. <laughs> that was a silence. Well, good morning. We're so happy to have you here. We have Jennifer Ray from The Monarch. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I think you summed it up pretty well. I'm Jennifer Ray from The Monarch. Um, I have owned and operated that restaurant since December of 2012. So we're getting ready to come up on our next anniversary. Um, Born and raised here, moved away for a while, came back to be with my family. And yeah, just got really, uh, really lucky with Mm -hmm. the restaurant and the location. And I was able to um, parlay that into a really amazing uh, career in philanthropy here. Get to spend a lot of time at the chamber, which I just adore. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, how lucky you've been with that location and with your dream. So you took over in 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into this? I went to school for early childhood education and realized quickly that <laughs> if I was going to start my own family, that I did not have... Um, I did not have the ability to do children all day and all night. Mm. Um, I was working at a uh, restaurant in Old Town, um, moved around with them for a little bit, and uh, realized once I started getting a bit older that that I was kind of outgrowing that environment down there and uh, had been lightly looking at um, trying to buy an operation or figure out a way to start my own business Mm -hmm. when um, the pieces fell together with 
the garage bar. It was the garage bar back then. Um, the current owner was ready to sell. So um, I purchased it from her and gave the space a little remodel. I don't know if you guys uh, remember that. It was a sports bar back huh. then. Um, so a, a wildly different concept than we've got in there now. But, you know, it was really, we did it on a shoestring budget. We did the entire renovation um, and opened the business in 60 days. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we had 30 days of, you know, doing all the business side of things, mm-hmm. all of the, you know, filing with the state and getting all my tax numbers and getting um, all of my licensing done. And then 30 days uh, to flip the built to get it repainted and reopened and restaffed. And so it's not probably the the typical way people go about opening businesses, especially in the restaurant industry, but somehow we made it work and yeah, we're still here. That's awesome. So 60 days, 30 days to get your full bar, your full menu. I mean, like, how is that even possible? Did you, so in the previous restaurant, did you run front of the house, back of the, I mean, like, I'm trying to understand from early childhood education to restaurant tour. I mean, it's really the same thing. I know you guys think it might be different, (laughs) but it's really not. Um, I was, I was the general manager. So I was, I did have experience in, um, all parts, the front of the house, back of the house, HR, everything, you know, everything that the um, general manager has to take care of. And I was also able to, I moved down to Oklahoma City and opened up two stores for them down there. Oh, wow. So I also had a little bit of an idea of, you know, how that was going to go and what mm-hmm. I was getting into. Going from management to ownership was a, a lot more complicated there were parts that I didn't understand, like taxes. Mm. I didn't pay our taxes at all for the first six months that we were open because I thought the state would send me a bill for what I owed them. Mm. <laughs> and next thing you know, I Surprise. was in tr- oh, I was in trouble. <laughs> Luckily, I got it paid off quickly. Um, but I remember that you know I had to do this telephone. Um, interview with people from the Department of Revenue. And I said, you know, it was a mistake. I didn't know. I'm learning. I'll fix it. It won't happen again. And mm-hmm. she said, well, this is going to be a very expensive mistake for you. Wow. Wow. And I never made the mistake again. Right. <laughs> I, bet. I didn't. But yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty typical when you open a business, you you just keep stumbling and you learn and you, you know, you learn how to walk better and walk faster. And now we're running. Yeah, you are. It's one of my Favorite location. Oh, thank you. Love it. Absolutely love it. So and I know it was 2012, but do you recall how many employees did you start with back then? Oh, man, that's a great question. I wish I knew that. I, I bet we started with 25. 25 right about or so. there. Wow. Wow. Which is really interesting now that you bring that up because this summer with the baseball stadium, we hit, we hit the highest... Um, I think we were close to 60. Oh, my gosh. This summer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So that is that. I mean, that's what I wanted to hear. You know, where you started and where you are now. Right. That's that's tremendous. Excellent. So um, you grew up here, you said? Uh Uh-huh. What high school? Capon. That's okay. Um, (laughs) 
I feel like that's spoken like either someone from <laughs> East or Bishop Carroll. Maybe Southeast. Nah, not I even close. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. that's. Oh. I said high school. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we truly appreciate you being here. And, and folks don't realize it is hard to hang up your own shingle mm-hmm. to start a business. And I appreciate you sharing about that story. I mean, there's other stories like that, but folks go into business and they don't know everything. And she has shared an example what you should not do because she did not know it. And like the lady said, it's an expensive lesson. So that's why I say being a small business owner, they're rock stars. I mean, you got to do everything. I mean, all the education and experience you had in the previous a business, you didn't know that part because you didn't handle that part. Right. So, wow. Well, we want to hear your entrepreneur story. And I think you started telling it, but what made you say, okay, that garage bar, I want to make that to Monarch. What, what, how did that happen? I mean, what, was there a ding? I want to have a club or I'm sorry, a bar or a restaurant. I knew it was, I knew that this was going to be my career path. I enjoy it. I enjoy, um, I feel like my, my favorite thing is when I can sit back and watch the machine run. It's, it's a, it's a a feeling, it's something in the air when I can sit there and watch the whole operation working the way it's supposed to work. And I really love that feeling. Um, and it was something that I was good at, uh, the garage bar, Subsequently, the Monarch came along at the right time. Um, there were a lot. What's so funny to me is the biggest issue for people that were giving me business advice was the location. Mm. That what people could not believe that I was moving to Delano because back then, it wasn't what it is now. Right. right. The way that that neighborhood has grown up has been such a blessing. I don't know if we were any part of that um, or if we're just riding that wave and benefiting from it. But, um, yeah, people thought I was crazy, crazy. They thought I was – there were all sorts of things. They said, how can you open a bar and not serve hamburgers? I still hear that <laughs> to this day. Wow. Or how can you open a bar and not do football? Yeah. So it's been fun to kind of creep out of the status quo a little bit Mm -hmm. and go over there and kind of do our own thing and do it in our own way and and be successful at it. And let me just unpack that just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I I know that was your passion, but what made you say, I want to invest my own money (laughs) and put my everything on the line to open up this restaurant? (laughs) I mean, was there just a ding? I'm going to do it. And that was that. I don't think there was a ding that I was going to do it, but there was definitely a ding that I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. Gotcha. Okay. That was okay. that <clears throat> was the agent of change. Okay. I think. I had gotten to the point with where I was in my career that I knew that it was no longer serving me. Gotcha. And that it was time to move on, no matter what that looked like. So it wasn't necessarily... Um, you know, me looking towards the future, but me taking a really hard look at where I was at that point in my life and realizing that I wasn't happy and that I needed to be doing more. 
Excellent. And I'm glad you shared that because people need to know. Sometimes it's like you said, it's not a ding. It's because you don't want to do what you're continually doing. Mm -hmm. You've been in business nine years now. How do you define success as an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a tough one because I feel like after the last year and a half, that's really, really changed. Um, I could easily define success by the fact that we're still open. But what I am starting to really focus on is my own, my own time and my own happiness there. And I'm not, there's a, a, you know, a growing conversation that the grind doesn't have to be 24 seven. It doesn't have to be wake up, work, work all night, go back to sleep. I really value my personal time. I value my volunteering. I've, and being aware of that and trying to, and I have to work at it. You know, it's not easy for anyone that's a business owner to be okay with relaxing and enjoying their own time. Right. But I've really tried to put more effort into it. And I think the level of burnout that I and everybody that we're all feeling at this point in the, you know, in COVID has really pushed me to have to really rethink how I take care of myself and then subsequently how a better version of me can take care of my business. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, it. I'm done. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's, I <laughs> Go mean, eat. that's it right there, right? <laughs> You're excellent. Every day you're taking care of others. You're in the service industry, mm-hmm. right? And trying to find the uh, uh, time and to actually take care of yourself so that you can continue to serve others. And it's that's, I mean, it seems so simple, right? But it's, but it's not. <laughs> it I, I'm very much like a peaks and valleys type of person where I will go, 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 go until I've hit my limit. And then I will roll back down the mountain. I will crash all the way back to the bottom and have to reassess and take a look at how I'm living my life and spending mm-hmm. my time. But then as I start feeling comfortable and happy, then I overcommit again yep. and I work too much again. And I stress too much again. And it, I build my, you know, I get myself built back up and then fall down. So it's an, it's a never ending struggle to mm-hmm. try to maintain, maintain some balance. I would agree. So, you know, you, I kind of want to go back to your earlier discussion of seeing how the neighborhood has grown since you've been there. You know, you said you don't know if it's, um, you've contributed to that or if you're just riding the wave. But I personally think that you have contributed greatly to that. Thank you. Um, But what are some of the things that you think have really enhanced that neighborhood that's really helped your business? The scooters? The scooters, 100. Oh, I can't tell you. I can't, no. I can't tell you how many scooter riders I've almost run over. Um, You know, really a turning point, truthfully, was Hutton Construction. Mm. Mm. Good old Ben. Yes. Good old Ben. Mm -hmm. Ben comes in there and put a, didn't just build a building, built a world-class facility across the street Mm -hmm. from us. And... I think that put a huge spotlight on the neighborhood that Mm -hmm. and the EPC development, Mm -hmm. that whole, I mean, that whole section North of Douglas 
is gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. And I think that there is the, the trickle-out effect. The baseball stadium is highly contentious as that has been, has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think it's been wonderful for the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been nice to see it. We're getting more retail businesses moving in down the block now. Uh, that section from McLean to Seneca is a hub for truly small business. Mm-hmm. And it's been wonderful to watch it become more populated over the last four or five years. I enjoy spending my time on the uh, patio out there. So, Oh, it is, you know, beautiful. My favorite thing to do is sit on the patio and watch people attempt to navigate that roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> One should day. I yield or should I <laughs> go? Would you, the answer is go. Always just go. Don't worry about oh, what other cars are in that roundabout. Don't worry right. about the right of way. <laughs> just blow through and see how it works out for you. Yep. <laughs> so tell me what scares you the most. Um, what, what, what scares you at night? Like, what do you fear? Ultimately... I mean, ultimately, like every other business owner, I fear my business closing. I think what keeps me up at night, I'm a thinker and a planner. I don't have a plan B. Mm. Mm. I don't have one. I don't know what I would ever do if this career path came to an end. I really suffered with depression when I was in college and ended up dropping out after two years. Mm. So I don't have my degree. At this point in my career, there was really no purpose to go back, but it does always weigh heavy on my mind Mm -hmm. that I don't have a backup plan. And I, I know I'm not alone in thinking that, right. But it does, um, it does put another layer of pressure on me always to make sure I make really smart, sound business decisions because I I always joke that I will end up managing a village in if this goes under. Oh, but. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that but note. what if yeah. that happens? <laughs> but what if that's what, I mean. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, I know I took a path. I took a path that I know a lot of people take, but there are consequences to that. And mm-hmm. While I, you know, was able to pay off my student debt a lot faster than I'm sure other people were, I still uh, worry that I have pigeonholed myself into a situation that would be hard to get out of if I needed to. That's that's deep. Yeah, it really is. Oh, you guys did not know. I was going to cut. You'd be lucky there wasn't any bourbon or we'd have (laughs) real, real talk. (laughs) Got to rename the podcast True True Small Business Story. (laughs) Yes, I love that. (laughs) Wow. Well, friends, we are going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back to hear more from Jen Ray. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. 
As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Well, welcome back, friends. We're here with Jennifer Ray of The Monarch, and we're having some real conversations. (laughs) So we just got done talking about some things that, uh, you know, kind of scare you and keep you up at night. What are some things that you're excited about? Well... I'm excited that we're getting ready to celebrate our ninth anniversary on the 11th after 2020. And this year, it feels like 15 years, but that's fine. (laughs) I am, you know, every business owner is grateful every year Mm -hmm. that they are open. But after the last year and a half, especially being in an industry that was forced to be shuttered and closed down, I am beyond grateful that I am still able to be open, that I was able to weather the storm as well as we did. It was bizarre, to say the least, to sit there and watch my business close and not be able to help my employees and know that there was nothing I could do about it. I didn't put that ball in motion. I didn't I didn't cause the problem, so I couldn't fix it, mm-hmm. was the way I looked at it. And um, so I am definitely thankful that we were able to to make it through and continue to serve people. Yeah. And, and you are thriving. 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 Yeah. Um, and I think it's because of that chili. You're chili. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> With the Fritos every Friday. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't recommend it as a diet plan. No, you're right about that. But it makes my days a little bit brighter. (laughs) (laughs) So anything special going on for the anniversary? Should we, it's December, what? December 11th. 11th? Yes. Um, I think we're going to wait to do something big for a 10 year, but we'll do, we'll have some special things going on. It's a Saturday. I'll have yeah. a party. Okay. Pretty good. I like it. I <laughs> yeah. like it. We'll be there. Is there anything that the business community can do for you? What would you like to see from the Wichita um, community to help your business? You know, that's um, it's a very interesting question because usually I am the one serving the other people. It's not very often that I get asked what others can do to serve us. We're a small business and a good chunk of my revenue comes from other small businesses in town. So anything, you know, I, especially being vice chair of small business for the chamber of commerce, I feel like I'm very in tune right now with how the health of our small business community and 
I think if I was going to ask for one thing to help my business, it would be the continued support from other, you know, small business to small business, any way that you can support our small business community, those people continue to give back. The ripple effects are very lasting and very profound in our community. So, yeah, I mean, that was a long, weird answer, but. No, that was, that was good. That's exactly what, uh, what I wanted to know. So thank you. I want to touch base on you being a restaurant and how many employees you have now? So we're closing the patio for the season. So the number's starting to trickle down, but I want to say we're still at right around 45 right now. How, (laughs) how do you do it? I mean, a lot of, and I know you're not fast food, but even a lot of restaurants, they can't get their employees to come back to work. I was in Topeka the other day and I went to a Sonic and there was like tape all around the drive, the car hops. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, what, the, what happened here? And they just said, we, we can't get car hops. All we got is drive through. So my question to you, <laughs> and I know it's not a Topeka thing, but my question to you is how did you get your folks to come back? Or how were you able to hire more folks when folks seem to be in that industry not coming back to work? It's been tough. I know it seems like we had a lot of employees. Um, Having that baseball stadium open was fantastic because everyone wanted a little piece of that action. Mm -hmm. So that in itself was great advertising for us. We opened up about as fast as we could. Um, We reopened May 6th. I remember it was the day after Cinco de Mayo. I did not make that mistake. (laughs) So we were able, we were pulling people from other restaurants that were actually wanting to come back to work. And we were able to capitalize on that and grab those people and give them jobs when the places they were working um, had not made the decision Uh, to reopen. Mm -hmm. We have restructured our pay scale. We pay significantly higher than most other restaurants in town for both front and back of the house staff and have put in some really nice bonus programs Mm. for all of our front of the house staff. Uh, We were able to offer um, telehealth through the Kansas Restaurant Hospitality Association as a free added benefit um, to all of our front of the house staff. I have just tried to find effective ways to be more um, more appealing mm-hmm. to my workforce. It's been tough. I know you would not. We, um, this week, since the patio is closed, have finally brought back almost all of our inside tables. This whole summer, mm-hmm. we operated the patio <clears throat> with eight less tables than normal and six less tables inside than normal. We never went back to our full capacity because we didn't have, we didn't have the staff for it. And we didn't have, I have no idea where all these customers have come from. Wow. Restaurants, and categorically, I mean, just restaurants are so, so busy right now. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have the space or the resources to even take care of everyone. So it's just been through this last week that we finally started bringing our indoor dining back to be able to serve more people inside and then subsequently keep more staff members on. I guess I didn't even notice that. I did notice that Six there were tables yeah, inside were missing I, I this whole did time. Did not know that. 
Go look at it now. It's, weir- <laughs> it's weird to see it the way that it was. Wow. At the beginning of 2020, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. what the restaurant looked like with all the tables in it. Wow. Excellent. So what's, uh, and thanks for sharing that, because I was wondering, how, how did you get to do that? I mean, it seemed like you're thriving and other folks are, I went in one restaurant the other day, the bar's closed, we can't find a bartender. Okay. Anyway, I was wondering now that you've gotten this down to a science. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. What's next? What's next on your frontier? Even with Monarch going, what else you want to do? I very much enjoy volunteering. I currently spend a good chunk of my time at the chamber. Uh, as vice chair of small business and with John Rolfe coming on board, there have been, there's been a lot of opportunity to be here um, working on this. I also volunteer with the downtown YMCA. I'm on that board and I am on the operations team for Wichita Festival. So I do Ottoman Art and Riverfest. Mm-hmm. The Monarch has given me the chance to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And that has become one of the cornerstones of our business model. And truthfully, I think one of the reasons why we've been so successful. And um, so through the last nine years, I've really been able to see the importance of reinvesting my time and energy back into the parts of our community that need it most. So that's you know, circling back around to, you know, taking care of myself. That's one of the things. No one ever wants to get too overloaded on their, on the boards that they're on and the volunteering that they're doing. But I also feel like it's so important to be a leader there and to put my money where my mouth is and give back to the community and to the people that, you know, have supported us. I think that's awesome. I, you know, as you were speaking, I'm just curious, and you didn't mention this, but do you mentor uh other young women or young kids who might want to be entrepreneurs? You know, I have not. Um, And that probably speaks a little bit more to me and my, I I feel like probably I doubt myself a little bit too much. I look at that and say, well, I can't teach anybody anything. I don't know any, I don't know anything. Um, That may be a, a wasted opportunity, but I feel like while I don't have any, formal set people that I mentor, I do try to live my life as a good example to Mm -hmm, other people mm -hmm. and hope that people take notice of that. Yeah. And I mean, your story is a true American story. And I think that has great value and people can really, you know, learn a lot. And I know you don't think of yourself in that way, but that's really where the, you know, your passion comes from and understanding your story and how you've overcome. I think it would be great inspiration. So just keep that, you know, back your mind. Thank you. Yeah. You um and you could probably mentor Don a little bit you know, too. I knew this Let's was going to come it. around. <laughs> I'm just so saying he quiet, needs a little, uh, you know. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> who are some people that you draw your inspiration from lately? And I think it's because of how much time I've spent with them. I've really, really been inspired by Ben Hutton and Damon mm. Young. Yeah, they're. I awesome. was just talking with. Um, Ryan Beatty from uh, Mattress Hub. Mm -hmm. I was talking with him last week 
about how I listen to Ben and I listen to Damon and the way that they lead and inspire their employees and want to build a better culture. And I, I have a hard time um, translating that into my specific industry, and I get frustrated with that. But I look at those two men, and I am so impressed by their commitment to their employees, their commitment to the city. And I've been really pulling off that energy lately. Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, they're not just their commitment to their employees, but I mean, they inspire people who just they come in contact with. Right. It's just their being. It's just who they are. So I would agree 100 percent. So as I wrap up, question for you, your biography. What would the title of that book be? Bourbon for everyone. Can I please just have a nap? I need to take a nap. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I, I have please? made a sport out of napping. <laughs> Naps are amazing. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I'm like, when today am I going to be able to take a nap? I don't get a nap every day. I don't want you to think that I have that kind of time on my right. hands. <laughs> now it's time to have some fun. We're going to do some word association. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we go from that to word association. So, um Give you one word, you give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Leader. Women. Oh, okay. College. Hmm, I'm going to say anxiety. Okay. Entrepreneur. Hard work. Wichita. Amazing. Hero. My mom. The chamber. Oh, it's like a lot of words. Lot respect of word. Okay, respect. <laughs> Family. Oh, my heart. Fun. Wine. Vacation. <sighs> Tropical. Last but not least, beverage. Wine again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for coming through, Jen. I would say bourbon, but. That's, you can't drink bourbon all night. It's a disaster. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and close this segment out. <laughs> well, friends, we've come to the end of our show today. We've had a lovely conversation with Jen Ray from The Monarch, and we appreciate you being here, Jen. Thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. And... To all our listeners, make certain that you like us, make certain that you share with your circle of influence, and make sure you leave us a note and let us know who you want to hear from next. Until next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T 
at wichitachamber.org.